0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. This shall be a day of remembrance for you. This is the line that we hear at the end of the Exodus reading tonight. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord Throughout your generations, you shall observe it as a perpetual ordinance. So this got me thinking about memorable days. See, memorable days have meanings and expectations tied to them. Those rituals that we expect to happen on certain days. And we can hold on to these days because they're also tied to emotions, fear, protection, love, loss, joy. Insert your myriad of feelings. And something is different in these times that makes them stick out in our minds. Whether there is preparation and orchestration or not. There are memorable days, as we see with Passover at the Last Supper and today with Maundy Thursday. They each encompass these stories of family and belonging. During Passover in ancient times, and even today in Jewish households, this is where family sharing, family growing, and family tension lived in the planning, in the tender care of ritual, in the stories. The new people at the table, the old people at the table, honoring those who are no longer at the table and remembering that God is the Lord of all, as it is written in Exodus. In the rite of the Passover, this day of remembrance, the Jews find grounding And as Christians studying this scripture we can see our foundation and in living into a rhythm of honor honoring memorable days we too are reset reacquainted and we return to faithfulness with the Lord in Jesus's time they are gathering around the time of the Passover And we hear tonight of this meal with friends, marking a time to remember. Jesus has been preparing his friends to believe, to serve, to love as God so loved the world. His time with them is nearing an end. Through John's eyes in the gospel tonight and through Becky's voice we heard and during supper Jesus Knowing that the father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God Jesus knew that this Would be a tender memorable gathering He was running out of time the instructions he gave his friends in caring for one another and to those whom they would minister were not as discreet and detailed as what we read in Exodus tonight. Grounding in the majesty of God happened in the Passover, right? In the, in the blood, on the lentils, and on the stoop, right? Like this majesty of God and... and And in the ways of living right that's the grounding in the Passover Jesus gave directions that were both global and intimate perhaps messier emotionally speaking first Jesus began washing his friends feet and he said you do not know what I am now doing but later you will understand he was showing his friends how humbling himself Was important to teaching them humbling himself was important in serving them it was part of the mystery his action of washing their feet was a ritual reminder of the cleansing that comes from Jesus's love and Jesus's sacrifice through that lowering of himself right this week we've talked about emptying this kenosis then Jesus asked do you know what I have done to you so at this time I can imagine if I'm sitting at that table a lot of blinks and sideways glances maybe people are uncomfortable how to answer Jesus's questions finally he says you call me teacher and Lord and you are right Whew, okay we're right about something for that is what I am So if I your Lord and teacher have washed your feet you also ought to wash one another's feet for I have set you an example so that you also should do as I have done for you the teacher was being clear copy the actions of care and compassion copy the actions of care and compassion that I have done Jesus said that is what I expect of you and then Jesus says I give you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you you also should love one another by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And in that, Jesus said, love and welcome people so that everyone will know who their teacher is. Everyone, everyone, love one another so that everyone will know who the teacher is. What a beautiful and heart-rending goodbye message to his friends at that memorable meal, that memorable day, a message of clarity in the midst of grieving, the separation that is to come. It's a message of hope before the pain and brokenness that is to come, not just of Jesus' body, but in the betrayal by Judas, by the breaking of that community. It is a message to which we cling today, clarity, hope, the love and the rending all at once. And so on this Monday Thursday, we enter into this three-day festival in the Christian tradition leading up to joy, but first we must wander into the depths of loss and grief. Sometimes our Monday Thursday experiences don't quite live up to our expectations. I heard multiple stories today of how Monday Thursday has been an entrance into the Episcopal Church for more than two people that I've been in contact with, so I'm sure they're more than that. But this Monday Thursday invitation is also into a deeper call to living into God's love. And sometimes we don't get to celebrate on a day of remembering as we would choose. Maundy Thursday 2014 was a little bit different than I had anticipated. I knew that I was going to seminary and I was maybe not sure where I was going but I knew that the bishop had approved me to go to seminary and so holy week this final time before I go to seminary felt like a really important thing to be a part of and that morning my husband was very ill he had been to the doctor the day before and they said he had kidney stones and they had scheduled an appointment for the following week but just told him to you know hang on well Monday Thursday that Thursday he was just incapacitated and we had to admit him to the hospital that day and they did an emergency procedure I guess the next morning but Monday Thursday and all of my plans for participating in a service of Eucharist and communion together in family suddenly shifted from being in a church family to being in the hospital in the emergency department with my husband writhing in pain and so family in that moment was not what I expected it to look like. That was not the festival that I was pre- planning on participating in. On this day in 2020, on Monday, Thursday 2020, just a couple of us were here. <laughs> and everybody else was in their homes. We were in our homes and scared, uncertain of what was going to happen and what this was going to look like. Here we are in 2021 on Monday, Thursday. There are a few more people in the nave, but most of you are at home. We're still not back in the rhythm of what we would prefer in gathering at the Lord's table and washing feet. And yet we can still enter into the connectedness that Jesus calls us into In emergency departments in our homes in the comments section of the interwebs we can still serve we can still love and we are still invited into acknowledging that God is the Lord of all above all idols and distractions friends I cannot know how Monday Thursday resonates with you either this year or on a normal year it could be just another day it could be that it has a deep and visceral meaning for you in your faith but I do know is every time we gather to pray we are asking God to draw us close and to open our eyes to the glory and love lavished upon us through the gift of Jesus and I hope that in this service today you will feel welcome at the table of Jesus, that you will feel part of this memorable day, just as you are, whether with tears in your eyes, pain in your body, exhaustion in your core, joy in your heart. And as we think about the vast complexity of human experience that we bring to this day and all that is wrapping up in the life and ministry of Jesus in these next three days, I want to leave with you a blessing from Kate Bowler, who is a Duke professor and writer, of whom some of you may know. And Becky passed along this blessing earlier today, and I want to share it with you. It's called a Monday Thursday blessing. Deep in distress, excuse me, in deep distress. And this is what Kate writes: "Oh God, I am overwhelmed with grief and too tired to cry. Oh God, I need." to hear you say my name. God have mercy, Christ have mercy, Spirit have mercy. O my Creator, speak me back into being, show me the bonds of love that formed me, that hold me. Let them be as iron that enters my soul. Blessed are we who see that this present darkness is not all that there is. Blessed are we who look for the one, this Jesus, dressed as a servant who washes my feet. Blessed are we who say, I am known, I am loved, I can love again. I have loved you with an everlasting love. God have mercy, Christ have mercy, Spirit have mercy. Hush, child, let me hold you. You are mine. Amen. Amen.